my sister Priya had a deep and personal encounter with the Lord Jesus in the year 1988 in college and she committed her life to serve the Lord ever since then. She's been in full-time ministry from the year 1995 involved in worship, counseling and teaching for many years now. She is one of the directors of Spread Your Wings, a ministry for Christian leaders enhancing leadership and also a leader in the disciples of Christ community. She is also happily married for 19 years and they've been blessed with two children. Michael who is 17, he's right here. Hi Michael. Say hi Michael there there. And Marika who's 12 years old. Welcome sister Priya. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So good to see all of you. Thank you for coming. And uh, let's just let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to continue to lead us and guide us today. Uh, Kiran, just one idea. How long? How anywhere? Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, Father, we want to praise you. We want to thank you for the privilege of being yours, of being your children, of knowing you, loving you, and the privilege of serving you, Lord. And even as we give this time, we ask that you will be glorified, you will be magnified, you alone will be exalted. And even as we glorify you, be glorified in us. Jesus, as we lift you up, draw every one of us closer to yourself. And Holy Spirit of God, we just yield to you, to all that you have, all that you want to do in our lives. Oh, take over, Lord. Take over. Take over. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So got the pointer, the presenter. This one. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, so we are in the second session of our Walking in Victory seminar. And uh, the second teaching is on praying continually in tongues. I'm sure most of us, you know, we saw the brochure, the invite, and we said, what is this? They're guaranteeing that we will go from here praying in tongues. How many of us have the gift of tongues already? Okay, put your hands down. How many don't have the gift of tongues? Okay, about 50-50 or a little more than 50, I think, for the don't have part. Okay? And I'm sure most of us are here with a desire to pray in tongues. And you're here for the right reasons, brothers and sisters. And even those who have the gift of tongues, I know you and I need reasons, we need motivation, and we need to know why, why this gift was given to us in the first place. Okay? So that's what we're going to be speaking about in this session, praying continually in tongues. Okay, so we will discover much more about the gift of tongues in this session. And our key scripture is Ephesians 6.18 which says, Keep on praying in the Spirit. Okay, this is what Paul recommends. Okay, this is what St. Paul recommends to the Ephesians. He says, keep on praying in the Spirit. Because he knows the benefits of of praying continually in the spirit over a long period.
periods of time. Okay? Therefore, he is recommending. And Paral is one of those people who doesn't simply say things. You agree? Yes. Okay? I am sure we have read the epistles of Paul and whatever he has said, he has done. And it continues to do. And therefore, he says, this works. You do it too. Okay? So, in this teaching, our objectives will be to discover the gift of tongues, what it is all about. Who spoke about the gift of tongues in the scriptures? We will go through some of the Old Testament and New Testament scriptures about tongues. Then, who must speak in tongues? Okay? Who is it recommended for? Who is Paul talking about when he says, keep on praying in tongues? And also when he says, uh, when must we pray in tongues? Okay? When you, when you hear a scripture like, keep on praying, it's like all inclusive. Okay? Doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. If you're able to pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Okay? So the when must we pray in tongues, I think all of us can answer it straight away. When? Anytime, all the time. Okay? We say God is God. Pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Okay? Yes. So, our... Okay, the Christian life. Okay, the recommendation for the Christian life is that we live like this. Zechariah says in chapter 4, verse 6, he says, Not by might, not by, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, so whose might are they talking about here? Whose might? Whose might? Nobody's saying not by might. It's our own strength. It's our own strength. That's why he's saying don't rely on your own strength. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in princes and people of power in this world because their power, their strength is of no use. Therefore, it's not by might nor by power. Whose power? Our own power. Our own ability. Our own qualifications, our own education, our own, our own, our own, everything. What the Lord is saying is, don't rely on yourself. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Okay? So the recommendation, even in the book of Zechariah is, your life as a Christian, we are not supposed to live it in our own power, in our own ability, in our own strength, but relying on the Holy Spirit. Praise God! Okay, so, maybe we need to change this. Look at the batteries here. So, if you find yourself anywhere in this category, okay, maybe you can mentally tick it off. So, are you... Where are you? Are you struggling in your prayer life? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But most of us, when we ask, are you struggling in your prayer life? Many people, even in the charismatic renewal, will say, prayer life? What is that? Because so often we don't even have a proper prayer life. So obviously, we are struggling in this area. Okay? And what else? 
Are you failing to get the word of God to work for you? Most often, yes. That was my situation too. I was struggling in my prayer life. I was struggling to get the word of God to work for me. There are so many promises in the scriptures. But somehow, it did not seem to get translated into my life. I was not seeing the fruit of the word in my life. Okay? If that's for you, then this teaching is for you. Are you seeing your prayers go unanswered? Years and years I've been asking the Lord for this. I've been praying for this. Are you finding your prayers going unanswered? And that's not the will of God for us. That's not the will of God. Okay? Are you overwhelmed by your problems? Are you restless or tired or confused or perplexed or defeated in some way or the other? Do you feel helpless? And you wonder, where is, where is that help? Where is that God who promised so many things and who accomplished such great and wonderful things in and through Christ Jesus? Well, when Jesus said, it is finished, it was finished. It was finished. From God's side, everything that had to be done, that needed to be done, was done and finished. Okay? But somehow, we find in our own life, it looks like we are finished. Yes or no? Yes, at times we feel, oh, in this area, I feel okay. I just have to bear this. It's not happening. It's not working for me. Maybe somebody else got healed of diabetes, but somehow, I am still on insulin injections morning, night, morning, night. Maybe someone else experienced victory and success when they were applying for their job. They claimed the promises of God. It worked for them. But for me, I have to keep struggling on, figuring out how to make this happen in my life. Brothers, sisters, if this is your situation, take heart. Our God is good. He's faithful. And he has the answer. Okay, very briefly I want to share with you what I myself went through. Okay, because this whole teaching, this whole seminar was really the fruit of so many experiences that Colin and myself went through in our own life. And this seminar, this Walking in Victory seminar, even the name of this seminar itself was what the Lord has given to us. And said, you go teach people to walk in victory. But before we walked in victory, we walked in defeat. Honestly. We were defeated in so many areas, struggling. And that's why we needed his power to start working in us. So that we could impart these same principles to each one of you. Okay. We went through a major faith crisis, especially me. I went through a huge faith crisis when it came to our son. He's our second child. My first one was a miscarriage. He's actually our second child. Born with severe disability because of right hemisphere brain damage. Okay? And it, was, it really baffled me. Like, you know, Lord, you have so few people serving you. Okay? How many couples do you know? Catholic couples do you know who are serving the Lord full time? 
maybe one, two, three, four. You can count on your fingertips, both both husband and wife. And when Colin and I got married, that was our desire because both of us were already in full time mission. And we said we want to serve the Lord together. And we got married. And then Michael was born like this. That shook me. I said, and I immediately started questioning God. I said, okay, what's up? What's up, God? What are you doing? It's a child like this, the child with brain damage who has severe disabilities, delayed milestones. Everything was a roadblock for him. And so, for me, my questions were endless because I just could not understand how God could do this. I'm not directly blaming God. I said, God, how you allowed this? You know, we all say God allows these things in our life, and we talk about God. Permitting such things in our life. Honestly, I had a lot to learn about God, His ways, His love, and the way He thinks, the way He functions. That's why He says, "Your thoughts are not my thoughts; your ways are not my ways." And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above yours. This is not the way God works. Honestly, this is not God trying to teach me something. This is not God trying to put Michael through this so that we can get sanctified and we can go to heaven. What about him? What about God's plan for his life? The questions, the questions. You, you ever asked questions in your life, brothers and sisters? Believe me, I would have asked ten thousand times more than you. Okay, with a child like this, so handsome, so beautiful, you should have seen him as a baby. You would have thought he came straight from heaven because he looked like an angel. His name, Michael, really suited him. Such a gorgeous baby, and to be born like this. Okay, so why, in all our uh, anxiety and our pain, of course we did not, you know, go away from God. Thank God for His mercy. But the struggle was on on the inside of us. Okay, so in this condition, pulled on, pulled on. We were seeing miracles. We were seeing miracles. Okay, at the age of five and a half, Michael was miraculously healed of seizures, symptom fits. I'm sure most of us know what it is: convulsions, seizures, fits, whatever they're called. They are horrible. And Michael was miraculously healed of those at the age of five and a half. And before that, he experienced healing of a terrible reflux problem. You know, whatever he ate, he would vomit. Okay, that was another horrible thing. God healed him of that too. Then the seizures were healed. Then at the age of about seven and a half, when some people who prayed on a bike prayed for Michael, they even they told us they said, "Oh, we see Michael in a wheelchair." God cancelled all those things and made sure this child. Walks, and for many years, Michael was very, very silent. Although his hearing was perfect, he could not. He just wouldn't speak. He just wouldn't speak. Okay, in the early years, he would babble a little bit of mama, dada, and all that. But after that, he just fell silent. But for the past three, four months now, all of a sudden, he surprised himself by starting to babble so much and talk quite a lot. He says, "Mama, Dada, and my daughter." He calls her Maka, Maka for Marika. Okay, and and it's amazing because God is working things out, but not without allowing us to go through 
whatever we went through. I don't think it was his will. He didn't want us. But we just went through it. I believe it was more because of my own ignorance. My ignorance of God's word. My ignorance of God's ways. Okay? Then at this time, in, in the year 2014, in the month of August, I received a book from my sister. It was called God Heals Birth Defects. I was so taken up by the topic, by the name of the book. Have you ever seen a book like this? God Heals Birth Defects? You might have seen books called God Heals Cancer, God Heals Paralysis. You've heard also of people being healed of these conditions. But birth defects? Everything is possible for them who believe. Amen? Amen. And this book is a beautiful book written by uh, two people out of which one mother, one of them is a mom. She testifies to how she is standing for the healing of her child with Down syndrome. They are commanding, they are commanding chromosomes to be normal. The last teaching you heard about the, the ability that they have been given to speak to situations, to speak to, to the circumstances of our lives and change them by the word of our command. That is walking in authority. That is the ability that God has given to us in baptism. As children of God, we have received his very nature. And our Father in heaven is the King. And so are we. We are called to rule and reign here on earth. And it's possible for us if we know who we are in Christ and exercise that authority that he has already given to us. Okay? So, in this book, I discovered how they are standing firm on the word of God, commanding situations to change, be transformed, and they're, and they're seeing the fruit of their confessions. Their children, their children are just blooming, blossoming. Chromosomes are being changed. Have you ever heard of that? Children with Down syndrome have one extra chromosome in every cell of their body. And they command, and the chromosomes are becoming perfect. And then I discovered, okay, it's possible. It is possible and it's possible for me. God has given me the ability. God has given me the authority. And when I started reading this book, it, I, I automatically found myself praying in tongues. And I was praying in tongues like that for hours and hours. And it was, it was a strange experience for me. And later on, one thing the Holy Spirit reminded me was when I had actually, you know, lost my trust in the gift of tongues because I knew praying in tongues is according to the will of God. And many people told me that Michael's condition was the will of God. Okay? Many people said that. So when I was praying in tongues, I became very suspicious. I said, what is this? I'm praying in tongues. Is he going to get better? Or is he, his condition going to remain the same or even get worse? <coughs> But when I started reading this book, faith came back to me. Life came back to me. And I automatically started to pray in tongues. And the life of God was being generated in me. I found something happening deep inside of me. Okay? And then I started having a big, big burden, not only for Michael. I said, Lord, there are so many children like him. There are so many people like him. With different kinds of situations, sickness, bondage of various kinds, addictions. And I said, Lord, this is enough. I want your power. I just want power. I just want power. I 
started praying in tongues. I started crying out for power. And one night I was praying. By that time I had decided to pray one hour every night in tongues before sleeping, particularly for Michael. Okay? So that particular night when I was crying out, it was on the 5th of Feb 2015. Okay? I just recently celebrated the 4th anniversary of my praying continuously in tongues. Praise God! Okay? So when I was crying out to the Lord like this, I sensed the Holy Spirit saying, pray in tongues. I said, Lord, I'm praying in tongues as I'm talking to you. As I'm, you know, this was going on in my mind. And I was just, you know, I said, Lord, I want power. I want power. I want to set every captive free. I want to set every captive free. And I sensed the voice saying, pray in tongues. Then it dawned on me. He said, okay, I'm praying in tongues. That means I, I must keep praying in tongues. I must not stop praying in tongues. So that night, I was just determined. I said, okay, I'm going to pray, pray in tongues. I'm just going to keep on praying in tongues. I didn't sleep the whole night. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I prayed the whole night in tongues. I didn't even feel sleepy. I was like, and I woke up in the morning so charged up. I was so energized. And I shared this with Colin. I said, something happened last night. I started praying like this in tongues and the Lord told me to pray continuously. I prayed the whole night and I'm feeling so full of life. I know there's something going on in me, something new, something different. He was amazed, he was surprised and he saw that I was not sleeping. So obviously something's different about my wife. She has gone through some kind of a transformation overnight. Okay? And in this situation, as I continued to pray, as I continued to cry out to the Lord, He began to teach me. I was praying more and more in tongues, hours and hours, in tongues. Okay? And then He started speaking to me about how to pray for Michael, how to specifically address situations. As I had read in that book, I started speaking to his brain, commanding his brain to be normal, commanding his, uh, his left side to be normal, because the left side was affected because of the brain damage. And there are so many things the Lord has been teaching and teaching and teaching me. I'm amazed. I'm really amazed. And how he taught me to teach, to teach. And then he said, okay, now that you've started praying in tongues, I was praying a lot in tongues for about five, four or five months at least. And he said, okay, you start teaching people the importance of praying in tongues. And that's exactly what I did. I prepared nice teachings on praying in tongues, why to pray in tongues. This teaching is one of those teachings which I prepared at that time. Okay? And I started so many prayer groups. I started going there and teaching people to pray in tongues. And then there were all charismatic prayer groups. You know what charism means? Gifts of the Spirit, right? They're the gifts of the Spirit. And when you talk about charismatic, what is the first gift that comes to your mind? Tongues, right? I was surprised when I went to so many prayer groups. I would ask, okay, I thought I was just telling them, you know, good to pray more in tongues, good to pray more in tongues. And, you know, they would all start praying. But half of the group would come and tell me, oh, wonderful teaching. But I don't have the gift of tongues. Okay? And I would say, standard answer. What is the standard answer? That you must... Pray for it. There's another beautiful word. Desire it. Yes? Desire. They say you desire this gift, it will come to you. 
and some people told me i've been desiring for the past 15 years how oh, that is that's that shocked me immediately like you know this is the wrong answer this is not what i should be telling them so i went back to the lord i went back to the holy spirit i said lord people are saying this you ask me to teach them to pray in tongues and they're saying they don't have the gift of tongues and he got into a beautiful conversation with me the holy spirit you know he said okay i'll teach you how to teach them i said really then he said how did you learn to speak i said yeah maybe by hearing everyone speak around me i started picking up syllables and words and say mamma mamma dada dada appa amma whatever whatever and he said okay you learn basically by imitating others who have spoke to you or the sounds you heard when a dog barks is a bow wow 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 you know and and that's how you what you hear you repeat it so he said go and teach them the same way this is a language this is a language and it can be taught just like any other language you speak in tongues and ask them to repeat after you and that's what that's what i did i went back to so many of those groups led people in the gift of tongues and as a fruit of that ability and the instruction that the holy spirit gave go teach people to pray in tongues go teach people to walk in the same way this seminar was an outcome praise god praise god so when we teach when we really teach people and we're able to teach people able to pass on impart this gift by a simple method of imitation just imitate you hear somebody praying you follow it you just follow it mean what happens really is it breaks that barrier for you in your mind because your mind is screaming hey this is rubbish this doesn't make sense but when you pray in a group with others who are praying in tongues your mind can be silenced to some extent and you stop listening to your mind which is saying hey i can't understand i i can't understand tell your mind shut up this is not for you you're not supposed to understand this this is from the spirit this is from within us from the deepest part of our being which is united with the holy spirit and from there this is what god ordains that we speak out this is what he wants us to speak this is what he wants us to pray this is the prayer that is acceptable to him praise god okay and that same holy spirit brothers and sisters is within you So now the gift of tongues which you are going to get is not some gift which is coming from outside we are just activating it from within you okay so the holy spirit is within you has all his gifts within so when we activate the gift when we activate the life of god within us it's like stirring tea we're stirring the sugar at the bottom of the tea cup we're stirring the power the presence of the holy spirit within us and when the presence and the power of the holy spirit within us is stirred this gift is automatically released in us and we will explain i'll explain in the course of this teaching why this beautiful gift why this strange but beautiful gift as usually the first gift the holy spirit gives when we come to encounter him okay and hey it is you praying it is the holy spirit praying your spirit and the holy spirit have merged 
In baptism, you have become one with him. So he prays within you, your spirit yields to, his, to him and he will pray you. The Holy Spirit himself will pray you into God's perfect purposes for your life. You want God's will to be done in your life? 100%? You want to walk like Jesus walked? With the same authority over sickness, over demons, over death, over disease, over every negativity? Yes or no? If you want it, it's yours. All we need to do is activate the power of the Holy Spirit within us. <coughs> through this beautiful gift, through this beautiful gift, the power of the Holy Spirit can be activated. And you will see your life falling in line with God's perfect purposes for you. Okay, step by glorious step. He will teach you. The Holy Spirit is the one who will lead you and guide you into all truth. Jesus told his apostles, he told the disciples in John 16 verse 12, I have so much more to tell you. I have so much more to give you. But you cannot bear them now. But when the counselor, when the Holy Spirit comes, when the teacher comes, when the helper comes, he will teach you all things. Believe me, after I started praying in tongues, I hear his voice. Clear as crystal, he'll come as a thought in my mind. And it will be a thought which I could never have thought of. So I know it is definitely the Holy Spirit. And it will be so wise. It will be so Beautiful, it will be so perfect. It has to be the Holy Spirit. I could have by myself never come up with something so smart. Okay? And that is how he speaks to you. He teaches you. Sometimes you will hear an audible voice. But most of the time, he will just speak to you through your thoughts. And step by glorious step, he will lead you into God's perfect will, his plans and purposes for your life. And when you and I start walking like Jesus, the whole world will recognize it. Jesus did not have to, you know, have people coming and saying, Hey, that's Jesus, that's Jesus. In fact, he wanted everybody to quiet, to be quiet. But everyone recognized God's power was working in him. Because when that power is activated in our life, no one can stop its flow. And it will go out of you to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, to drive out demons and to set every captive free. Hallelujah! Praise God! Okay, so step by step, he will activate his power, his life in us. Okay, so cry out right now. Just place your hands upon your heart. Everyone, everyone. Connect with the Holy Spirit. Did uh, Colin? Okay. Okay, there's a beautiful way to connect with the Holy Spirit. Even for those who don't have the gift of tongues. Just place your hands upon your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to move in you. To move within you. Just ask Him to move within you. Move in me, Holy Spirit. Move in me, Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit. And just say this. Say this beautiful lines. It says, Holy Spirit, I love you. Everyone, everyone together. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, be my helper. Holy Spirit, take control of my life. 
Once more, Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, be my helper. Holy Spirit, take control of my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm sure most of us are already sensing a kind of a peace within us. That's the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he doesn't come empty-handed. All the fruit, all the gifts, all the charisms will start overflowing out of us. Okay? So, what is the gift of tongues? Very quickly, we're going to go through these points. I think most of us know some amount at least about the gift of tongues. Yeah? So, we know there is a gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we go through the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you, you know, I think most of us would have gone through a retreat when the last prayer, yes? The final prayer, they call it anointing prayer. They call it baptism in the Holy Spirit. During that time, it's basically, you're not receiving the Holy Spirit for the first time. It's just an activation of the power of the Holy Spirit who's already within you. The Holy Spirit is within you. His power gets activated within you. It's just the stirring of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit from within. Okay? This is what St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts for the same Spirit. So Paul is saying it's a gift of the Holy Spirit and all those gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. It's one Spirit, one same Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God who gives us all these gifts. Okay? And he has a list of some of the gifts which Paul lists in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Believe me, brothers and sisters, after I started praying in tongues, I'm experiencing all those gifts activated in my life. So there is something special and unique about the gift of tongues. Okay, that's why we are emphasizing the gift of tongues. We are not teaching you, go heal the sick. We are not teaching you how to discern spirits. That will automatically happen when you start connecting with the Holy Spirit. And the gift of tongues is the way to connect with the Holy Spirit. Okay? It's a free gift to all who believe. You believe it, you can use it, you can activate it in your life. Okay? The Holy Spirit comes to sanctify us. His main purpose, the reason the Holy Spirit has been given to us is to make us holy. To make us like Jesus. To sanctify us. To cleanse us from within. And He comes with all His gifts. He comes with all His charisms. He comes with all His fruit. And He'll make sure that as He cleanses us, all these will stop being visible in our lives. It will be obvious in our life. A mango tree, which is in full fruit, doesn't have to call people and say, Hey, look at me, I'm a mango tree. Does it do that? Listen, people look at it, they know it's a mango tree. And they go, ready to pluck its fruit. Okay, but make sure the tree is in your house, okay? <laughs> Don't go and just pluck the fruit in anyone else's garden. Okay? And the best way we can honor the giver is by using the gifts. That is a gift. The, the gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to use, wants to give us, has given us, is so that we can use them. 
use them for the benefit of others not only ourselves automatically others too will discover the power of god the presence of god in their own lives as you work and you demonstrate these gifts okay so when you pray more and more in tongues you will discover more about the gift of tongues and the benefits of the gift of tongues most of the things that we are sharing in this teaching is what we have learned of course through reading good books and the right books but apart from that most of it is what we have learned through our own experience of praying in tongues continuously and the benefits of praying continuously in tongues okay it's a prayer language it's a unique prayer language it is for a relationship with god okay this is a language that there's like a secret language between you and god because if i ask auntie dorinia i said auntie can you pray in tongues and just show me how you pray in tongues she will pray but it will not sound anything like my tongues so what will i do oh hers is different mine is different and she is praying for many years maybe mine is not authentic yeah many people have these doubts and you what they do they do what the carnal mind tells them to do don't pray in tongues or they do what the devil tells them to do don't pray in tongues yours is nonsense yours is not correct theirs is different but no you cannot be going around comparing your tongues with someone else's tongues it is absolutely unique and it is it is a communication it's not one way so you may feel like okay i'm praying in tongues i'm praying in tongues it, it's like okay i am praying but when you're praying in tongues god is also speaking to you he'll be speaking to you in your spirit he'll be speaking to you in your mind because if it's only the spirit to spirit you cannot understand but god will appeal to you speak to you through your mind through your intellect so that you understand that is what i have seen when i ask the lord a question i ask him in english he replies to me in english because if he would reply to me in tongues i would not understand it okay but this is the way i pray this is the way i talk to him i don't only really talk to him in with in english in fact most of the time i don't talk to him in english i'm talking to him in the unique special language that he has given me this language is the language of the kingdom and every one of us has been translated from the kingdom of the devil to the kingdom of god okay and since we have been translated we have a new language and this new language is the language that the holy spirit inspires within each one of us okay so see what 1 corinthians 14 verse 2 says for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to god if people come and ask you hey what are you saying i can't understand anything sorry i'm not talking to you because anyone who speaks in tongues speaks not to men but to god and god understands in fact it is he who is inspiring the speech in me of course he will understand and of course his power and his life are being generated in me because of this special gift that he's given me okay and very very often when we speak about the gift of tongues people will straight away go to the first time or the first experience of tongues in the bible where is the first experience of tongues in the bible and the day of pentecost okay they were all gathered how many were gathered 
got? 3,000 were converted on the first day. How many? Yes. 120 were gathered in the upper room. Okay? The room of the last supper. The room of the last supper, the 120. That means all the apostles, Mary and all the others, close disciples of Jesus, who followed him for the, about three years at least, they were gathered there and they had a unique experience on the day of Pentecost. And we hear how they came out from that room and started speaking in tongues. Basically, they were speaking in tongues. But the crowd that was there could hear it in their own language. And we really cannot understand or explain what must have happened that day. Okay? Whether they were all speaking in, uh, in tongues, but each one heard it differently, or, you know, these Parthians and Medes and Sardinians and, and Elamites and Mes from Mesopotamia and this and that. We remember, no? On Pentecost Day, we read that reading every year. And then, and they said, we heard and understood in our own language. So we think, okay, I'm also praying in tongues. I'm not hearing anyone come and tell me, hey, I understood what you were saying. Has anyone come and told you that? Sometimes when I speak in tongues, you know, it sounds like Japanese. I don't know Japanese, honestly. And I need to know, I think it sounds like Japanese. It sounds like Japanese, it sounds like, I know Eulalia. Eulalia says, when she prays in tongues, she says, it sounds like Arabic. You know, sometimes you, you, you yourself get that feeling. It sounds like this language. It sounds that like, like, like that language. But it may not be, brothers and sisters. And don't get caught up with all those things. Arabic or Japanese or Chinese or whatever. Okay? It doesn't matter. Because it's a special and a unique tongue which God has given you. Just use it. So what happened on the day of Pentecost is a very, very special and a unique phenomenon. So if you are looking for that to happen every time you pray in tongues, sorry. Because that was like a proclamation that was happening. They were talking about Jesus. They were proclaiming the good news. But what Paul is saying is in Ephesians 6.18, you remember our first scripture? Keep on praying in the spirit. He doesn't say keep on proclaiming in the spirit. Correct? Yes? He says keep on praying in the spirit. So that means praying is talking to God. You don't worry what it sounds like. If that is how God wants you to pray, you pray. Okay? So when they classify the gift of tongues, we base it on usage. How it is used. On, on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, it was a public usage of the gift. It was a proclamation of the gospel in tongues. Okay? And that is generally not very common. And that is not what we are trying to teach people. Okay? The public use is a sign for unbelievers. That's why 3,000 people, unbelievers, came to Jesus on that first day. When they heard this strange and amazing phenomenon, he said, we've never heard of anything like this. This has to be the power of God. And they repented. They were cut to the heart, it says. You know, and repented and came back to the Lord. Okay? It was a sign for unbelievers. And if it comes in the form of a prophecy, if in a prayer meeting somebody prophesies in a tongue, they should always interpret it. Somebody should understand. You cannot just be speaking loudly in tongues with nobody understanding. 
If it is in the public, yes, it has to benefit the public. It has to benefit the body of Christ. It has to benefit others. Okay? So, what we are emphasizing is the private use of the gift of tongues. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says, He who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. We are trying to teach people the importance of praying in tongues so that we communicate continuously with God. The private use of the gift is what we are trying to emphasize in our seminar. This is a prayer language. Okay? And that is what we want every one of us to start doing, start using. Okay? This gift is completely under our control. We can pray when we want. We can stop when we want. I pray all the time in tongues. But when I'm answering the phone, obviously I cannot be, you know, speaking in tongues. So, I always, I exercise free will and choice. We can pray when we want. We, we can stop when we don't want to pray. When we can't pray at certain times. When you're brushing your teeth, it's very hard to pray in tongues. Believe me. Okay? So, we don't pray in tongues at that time. Preferably, don't shout and pray in tongues because you won't be able to pray continuously in tongues if you're shouting. Sometimes you can pray loudly if you feel like it. If you think it's going to, it's important for you. But at other times, pray softly. But the important thing is pray as much as you possibly can. Keep your emotions under control. Don't allow your body to tremble and your, uh, you know, uh, hot feeling and cold feeling. I feel like a, like fire is going in me. Don't look for those feelings because those feelings will be there sometimes. Most of the time, they won't be there. So, if you look for feelings, you won't pray in tongues. Okay? Keep your emotions in check. So, different names for the gift of tongues. It's also called other tongues, heavenly language, pure language. It's a unique supernatural language. It's unique to you. It's like your Aadhaar card, your Aadhaar number. It's unique. So, also your gift of tongues is unique. When we start, when we teach you today, you may all just start like us. But as you go on, even Anita, Anita Clement attended our seminar about two years ago in the same hall. And initially she was praying like she learnt over here. But after some time, one day she just started praying so fluently, it just started flowing like a river. And it was like, and I've heard her praying in tongues. It is so beautiful and strange. You know, it's so different. Like I've never heard that kind of a tongue from anyone before. That is how it is. We just get you started. You start being faithful to the few syllables that you catch. Use them. You will develop a unique supernatural language. Praise God. Okay? It's also called praying in the spirit. It's also called the language of the angels. No need to take that. I can share the notes with you. I won't be able to, you know, because the slides are... Quite detailed. It's also called pure speech. Most of our speech is not pure. But this language is pure. Okay? So who spoke about the gift of tongues? In the Old Testament, very few. Because it was a phenomenon which was reserved for the New Testament only after the coming of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit could only come after Jesus was glorified. So there were so many steps, so many things that happened to that needed to happen to facilitate the coming of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So who spoke about the gift of tongues? Very few prophets spoke about the gift of tongues. 
But Isaiah did in chapter 28, verse 11 and 12. Just make a note of the reference. Don't try to copy it down. Okay? What does he say? Nay, but with men of stammering lips. When you are praying softly in tongues to, some, to others, it looked like you are just stammering. Just watch my lips. Yes? It looks like I am stammering. Yeah? That's what he is talking about. I am sure he had no idea what I was talking about. He was just prophesying. Okay? He said, with, with men of stammering lips and with an alien tongue, the Lord will speak to this people. And that is what happened on the day of Pentecost. All those who spoke were Galileans. But they were speaking strange alien tongues. Okay? That's what happened. Okay. Again, in the book of Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 9, it says, Yeah, at that time, okay, from Pentecost onward is that time. Okay, from the first Pentecost onward is that time. I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech, that all may call on the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. Okay, so God is talking about a special time after which he will change the way we speak, the way we relate with him, the way we pray to him. And we will call on his name. He will bring unity in the church. That is the promise of God. As we pray in tongues, you will see the difference happening in the church too. The church will come alive. The spirit of God will ensure there's power in the church. The church will witness to Jesus. Okay? Again, who spoke about the gift of tongues in the New Testament? Jesus himself spoke about the gift of tongues. Where? Where did Jesus speak about the gift of tongues? In the Great Commission in the Gospel of St. Mark, yes. But even before that, in John 4, 23 and 24, he speaks about the hour is coming and now is. Okay? When true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for such the Father seeks to worship Him. Father seeks pure worship, true worship. Worship in spirit and in truth, in accordance with the Spirit. As we are led by the Spirit, that is the worship the Father seeks. He looks for that kind of pure worship. Okay? God is Spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. So many people say, okay, what if I don't want to pray in tongues? Well, majority of the Catholics don't pray in tongues. True. Majority of the Catholics in the, in the who come to church and all that don't pray in tongues. Okay? But what is the word of God telling us? It says, God seeks worship which is in spirit and in truth. Let the word himself itself Lead us and guide us into what is true worship. The Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit gets active in your life, He will take you to the Word of God. He will take you to the Word. The Spirit will take you to the Word and more and more of the Word will take you to the Spirit. That's what I have seen in my life. The Holy Spirit teaches, explains the scriptures to me. I am like, when I read the Bible now, it's automatic. Okay, I just read the Bible. Okay, like you know, fulfilling your obligation. But now when I read the Bible, I can't go beyond one verse and two verses. Because it's as if those words are just popping out, they're just standing out for me. 
I used to hear people saying, Oh, the words come alive. The words are coming alive to me. It never happened before. Now it's happening because the Holy Spirit is shining His light on those words and saying, The word is spirit and life. The word becomes life to you. And that is where the transformation happens. Your mind will get renewed with the word of God. You'll start thinking in line with the word. Okay? Yeah. Who spoke about the gift of tongues? In the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 16, verses 16 and 17, sorry, 17, 18, it says, These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues. Okay? This is something Jesus expects all believers to do. All who believe in him are expected to do these things. Which of these things do we do? Tell me, do we cast out demons? Do we speak in new tongues? At least some of us do. Yeah? Do we pick up serpents? If we drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. Oh, I, I drank water which was in my car for four days and I got a stomach infection. That's because we believe it. That's because we believe it. If we believe this, it will not affect us. Even if the food that we ate got spoiled. We're not deliberately eating spoiled food, okay? There's a difference. Within, a, within half an hour, you realize, oh my gosh, that food was spoiled. You don't have to be scared. The word of God is, is true. And it will work for you if you believe. It says if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. And you will lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you faithfully pray in tongues, brothers and sisters, continuously, you will find all the other things happening in your life. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing in my life. I pray for people on the phone, they're recovering. There's an amazing, amazing testimony. I think Colin will share it later on. But how the Holy Spirit inspired me to pray for a person. You know these WhatsApp groups. Yeah, if it's a Christian group, inevitably there will be one million prayer requests on a daily basis. Okay? Pray for this one, pray for that one, pray for this one. And most of them are Christians. Instead of walking in life and victory, they are the ones who seem to be most defeated and need most prayer. Sad. No, very, very sad. That's not the way it's supposed to be. People are supposed to look at us and say, wow, there's something different about you. I want to be like you. I want to be like you. If you look more redeemed, more people will come to the Redeemer. Okay? And I say, after I started praying in tongues, all these things happening. Pray for people on the phone. They get healed. Pray. I just send a prayer through WhatsApp. It somehow generates faith and people get healed. This is the promise of God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. He can work in any situation, any circumstance. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. I ministered to a girl in Canada. I taught her how to pray in tongues and she was going through a major problem in, at work. One of her colleagues uh, was harassing her. And I just said, okay, you forgive and pray for her in tongues. And she didn't have the gift of tongues, so I released the gift of tongues on the phone. And she started praying. And she prayed for about one hour in tongues for that intention. And she went to work. And she's saying her colleague came and hugged her and apologized for what? For the way she was behaving. And she said, the Holy Spirit works. She sent me a message saying, this is what happened. And the Holy Spirit works. Praise God. 
This is the life of God. That is, you know, God wants it to be activated in us. Yield to the Spirit, brothers and sisters. There's no limit to what He can do in your life. Okay? In the book of Acts, we hear about this is the day of Pentecost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. And they glorified God. Gift of tongues you can use to glorify God, to praise Him, to thank Him, to bless Him. In His language, the language that pleases Him. Okay? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 4, 31, we find His words again. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Only once we hear about the Holy Spirit coming down as flames of fire. Okay? But after that, whenever the scriptures, especially in the book of Acts, very often you find this expression, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't say the Holy Spirit came down in tongues of fire. So how do we know they were filled with the Holy Spirit? How do, they, how do we know? They started praying in tongues. The evidence was they spoke in tongues. Do you and I, all of us, have the Holy Spirit? Everyone in the church has the Holy Spirit. In baptism, we receive the Holy Spirit. But there's no evidence. There's no proof, brothers and sisters. That is why there is no power working in our life. Because the power of God is not activated in us. And this beautiful gift is our way of activating that power of God in our lives. Okay? Paul, St. Paul spoke extensively of the gift of tongues. Okay? Romans 8.26, he says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. What is our weakness? We do not know what we ought to pray for. The main weakness. So many people will send prayer requests to me. And then when I, when I write out a simple prayer on WhatsApp and send it to them, Oh, this is so beautiful. How wonderful you put these words. Can I forward this to my friends? I say, please forward it to anyone you want. Because most of us don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit himself will intercede for us with groans which are beyond words. He will teach you how to pray. The first thing the Holy Spirit teaches us is to pray. Even before teaching us to understand the word of God, he teaches us to pray. That's what I have seen. And he starts to pray within us. He prays within us in the right way, according to the will of God. Okay? 1 Corinthians 14, sorry, 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. It says, speak again, Paul. This is all a list of what Paul, you know, the scriptures where Paul is speaking about the gift of tongues. You can just make a note. Because we have already quoted these before. Just write down 1 Corinthians 12, 10. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. So what he says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. You will no more walk as a victim in life. Say, oh, everything is going wrong in my life. Nothing is working out. That should not be our cry. We are called to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. But what are we like? You and I will change. will change our way of speaking. Because you and I will start speaking with power, with authority. And it will work because the life of God is being generated in us. 
and the sense of authority held by Jesus. When Jesus spoke, people were amazed. They said, "How can a carpenter speak like this?" Even our Pharisees and our scribes don't speak with his authority. That is what the Holy Spirit gives you. He will remind you who you are. Who are you? Who are your brothers and sisters? If we don't know who we are, we can never walk the way we are supposed to walk. We are sons and daughters of God, the Most High. Everything that is underneath our Father's feet is underneath our feet. We are called to trample upon snakes and scorpions and over all the work of the enemy. And you will see yourself doing this. As you pray in tongues, the strength, your spirit will grow stronger and stronger and stronger. You won't be frightened. You won't be anxious. In any situation, you will know exactly what to do. You'll be given wisdom, grace, strength, that is edification. You can love even the most unlovable. Maybe your own spouse. Okay, they are the ones we struggle with the most. No, not my spouse. He's wonderful. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, but you and I could be struggling to love our spouse, mother-in-law, in-laws, outlaws, all-laws. Yeah, but He will give us a grace. That is edification, strength. Fruit will be seen in our life. Humility will come. When they want to assert our authority, the Lord will say, "Quiet, be quiet. Pride will be suppressed. Humility will be seen, and nobody will be able to resist it, because that's the power of the fruit of the spirit. It will be active and obvious in your life. Okay? Now, as you pray in tongues, it will take you into the supernatural. You will start working. Miracles will be a daily thing for you. It will be a daily occurrence for you." And you will not be surprised. So of course, I commanded it had to happen. It couldn't have not happened because I commanded, and I commanded in the name of Jesus. I didn't do it in my own name. I did it in the name which is above every other name. Therefore, it has to submit. Whatever sickness, disease, untimely death. I'm still working on getting unlike untimely death to submit, but it will happen. I know. I know. God does not want us to die young. Jesus showed it when he raised the the little girl, Jairus's daughter. Jesus showed it when he raised the son of the widow of Nain. Jesus showed it when he raised Lazarus. The apostles did it. That is not the will of God, brothers and sisters. Sickness is never the will of God. When I challenge sickness in Michael's life, I'm seeing a difference. I'm seeing the difference. He started speaking after we started praying and commanding speech to come out. We start walking in the supernatural because that is normal for God, and it should be normal for us. And Paul says, "I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, without exception." He's talking to the whole church. I want everyone to speak in tongues. And he says, "If I pray, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays." Okay, different parts of us. We are spirit, soul, and body. We are a three-part whole: spirit, soul, body. So when I'm praying in tongues, which part of me is praying? My spirit being is praying. My spirit is praying. 
Okay? My mind is not really involved. And my mouth is involved. Because I usually have to pray in tongues and my lips will be moving. My tongue will be moving. But that's it. The main part of me that's praying is my spirit. Okay? And then he says, I'll pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, I'll also sing with my mind. Every part of us, spirit, soul and body, spirit, mind and body, God wants us to worship him with our whole being. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Let it praise the Lord. That's within you and me first of all. And then we can talk about all of creation. Okay? Then Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. And Paul is not boasting, brothers and sisters. He's not saying, aha, I am praying more than you. No, that's not the way he's saying it. He says, I'm, I, I thank God that I'm doing it more than you. So I can show you how important it is. I can show you what happens when you do it. And then he just challenges everyone. He says, don't forbid speaking in tongues. Don't go and tell them, oh, this is not good. This is not from God. This is from the devil. People will say all kinds of things. You go to the word. You go to the word of God. Learn scriptures about praying in tongues so that you can justify. And you can tell people the importance of praying in tongues. And you can also silence your mind when your mind is bringing arguments against you saying, oh, this is nonsense. This is no use. Nothing's happening. It can be our own mind. It can be the devil. The devil can try to silence you when you pray in tongues. Because he cannot understand. But he cannot block it. Because he cannot understand, he cannot stop you. He cannot stop your prayer from being answered. Therefore, the best way to pray in tongues when you need deliverance, you need, need, you need freedom, you need uh, bondage to be broken, pray in tongues. You will save victory in every area of your life. Okay? Ephesians 6.18 and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Pray without ceasing. Just write it down. Just write it down. Romans 12.12 He teaches all the churches. Paul. He's telling everyone. Romans, Ephesians, Thessalonians. Everyone. Pray all the time. Pray all the time in tongues. St. Job spoke about the gift of tongues. And he says in verse 20. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. St. Jude is telling in a tiny little epistle. He says when you are praying in tongues, your faith is getting built up. And that's what I'm seeing in my life. My faith is so strong now. Oh, I would crumble. Anything, any situation, I would just be crushed on the inside. But now, no more. I take up the shade of faith. With which I can quench every fiery dart that the wicked one brings against me. That's what Paul says. Faith is a shield. Therefore, strengthen your faith. It will shield you against the works of the enemy. Against the poisonous fiery darts that he brings against you. Okay? Then who spoke about the gift of tongues? Even in the church, the catechism of the Catholic Church. This is what it says. Okay? says, there are furthermore special graces also called charisms after the Greek term used by St. Paul and meaning favor, gratuitous gift or benefits. Okay? Whatever the character, sometimes it is extraordinary. In the scriptures it was ordinary. 
Okay, it was common. But now it is becoming extraordinary. Okay, sometimes they are extraordinary such as the gift of miracles and of tongues. Okay, but the charisms are oriented towards sanctifying grace and are intended for the common good, for good of the church. They are at the service of charity which is to build up the church. Okay, the charisms are important if you and I want to build the church. And they are important for us to exercise, build ourselves up. If you are not built up, you cannot build up the church. And every person in the church who is built up is indirectly building up the church. Therefore, take time, invest in building yourself up. Because when you build yourself up, the church is getting strengthened. Okay? So, how do I speak in tongues? All of us. Jesus said in John 4.23, true worshippers. If you and I want to be true worshippers, pray in tongues. The Father seeks this and you must do it. It's not optional. Okay? Mark 16.17 says, believers. Are you believers? Really? Speak in tongues. That's a sign. That's a sign that you are a believer. Okay? Then, in Acts 2, 4, it says, All must pray in tongues. Everyone prayed. In the upper room, 120 prayed on day 1. Okay? And through the gift of tongues, it can be considered a gateway gift. A gateway opens up for you into the heavenlies, into the supernatural as you pray in tongues. Okay? Acts 1.15, it says, In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering a hundred, about a hundred and twenty. What happened? Did Mary pray in tongues? Did Mother Mary pray in tongues? Where do you see that? Because she was part of the 120, right? Yes? And Acts 1.14, it says, They all met together and were constantly united in prayer. This is before Pentecost. Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women and the brothers of Jesus all gathered together to pray. And when the Holy Spirit came, all were praying in tongues, including Our Lady. Okay? Did Jesus speak in tongues? Yes? Yeah, you find it in the Bible? Yes, brother? You find it in the Bible? Yes? Where? Kalitakom is Aramaic. It's their language. Yeah? On the cross? Where? That is also, that is uh, Hebrew, I think. Eli, Eloi, Lemal. For us, it is like tongues, yes. Okay. <laughs> but Jesus was not speaking in tongues there. I think Jesus spoke in tongues because Jesus is a true worshipper. Yes or no? And exactly. He was constantly in communion with God. Plus, he set aside time to pray. He went up to the mountain and went up here, there, everywhere, alone by himself. And I'm very sure he prayed in tongues because he will not, knowing my Jesus, he will never ask me to do something that he did not do. Yes or no? You know your Jesus, don't you? Your Jesus was a perfect witness and an example. In knowing him, he will only teach you what is good. And if you said believers will pray in tongues, he was a believer, the best believer of all. And he definitely prayed in tongues, okay? So who else must speak? All, all, all. Paul says everyone, 
everyone means all. All means everyone. Okay. So full English. All right. Okay. When must we pray in tongues? All the time. All the time. Yes. All the time. Keep on praying. The more you pray, the better for you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All the time. I'm never idle. I find myself praying more and more. I must be praying at least five, six, seven hours. Sometimes I pray even more. But I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm praying in tongues, cooking, praying in tongues, doing dishes, praying in tongues, watering my plants, praying in tongues. My cooking is better. My plants are growing well. Everything is changing. Everything is being transformed. The Holy Spirit teaches me how to cook. I'm not such a great cook, honestly. Okay? But I can't add this, don't add that, cook for so long. Sometimes I won't know how long to keep it in the cooker. And the Holy Spirit will say, not more than 10 minutes. And I switch it off at the right time, and it will be perfectly done. Yes. Both is also watering. Yes. Okay. Because it's perfect. The Holy Spirit leads us in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Okay? Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. I want to be able to say this. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. And I want to be in that place where I speak in tongues more than others. And I am experiencing that power of God continuously working in my life. I really want to be like Jesus, brothers and sisters. I want to make sure that the power of God is activated fully. And I walk in that same life. I walk in that same authority. Nothing less than Jesus. Therefore, the perfect will of God will be accomplished in me and through me. The more, the better. The more, the better. Such a simple truth the Holy Spirit has taught us and brought life to us. Okay? So get a new prayer partner, the Holy Spirit. He'll pray perfect prayers for you. Keep on praying. Keep praying the will of God. You don't have to worry. Oh, is this the will of God? Pray in tongues. It's always the will of God. You have power to have anxiety in your mind. Pray in tongues. Your faith will be strengthened and it will work. You'll stand on the word of God. His promises will come alive in you. What else? He will teach you to walk in authority. You will not be a coward. You will not be fearful anymore. The fullness of the power of God will work in you. He'll build you up. He'll strengthen you. Okay? He's always ahead of the devil. You don't have to worry. The devil cannot stop you when you pray in tongues. And the prayers that you pray in tongues are always answered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. In conclusion, this is in conclusion. Okay? Sorry. Pray constantly. Pray constantly. Praise God. Okay? So let's uh, thank the Lord.